Would you care to step outside? Superman. What's wrong with you? Who are you? The lasso of Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to DC on RMD. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search DC on RMD. I am Michael Flores, and this is the Superman and Lois edition. I'm in the studio in the Cave of Wonders with Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, hello. Steve. Yo. And David. What up? All right. So today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Superman and Lois, uh, directed by Lee Tolan Krieger and written by Todd Helbing with a story from Greg Berlanti, the man himself. All right. So we've got a packed studio and it's warranted. It's fitting because we are talking about the premiere of a TV series that is centered around one of the biggest DC superheroes of all time. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't never thought I'd actually see a, a, a legit Superman show. I don't think anybody was going to be expecting a show based on any of the Trinity. There, there'd be no way. Because uh, you got to look at our past. We had Smallville and then we had Lois and Clark. Yeah. Oh, well, hey, we had Superboy back in the 80s. Um, I like how you always bring up the most random. Like, <laughs> I watched the hell out of that as a kid. All 10 episodes 30 times. <laughs> I don't even remember that TV series, Superboy. That was a thing. Oh, yeah. That was a thing. That was a thing. Was it a good thing? At the time, I thought it was good, but I was Retro like, review, Superboy, episode one. I hosted was, by Steve and Steve alone. <laughs> yeah, I was like nine. What did I know? <laughs> same About the same you know now. <laughs> I didn't expect for us to get a Superman series at all, but here we are discussing Superman and of all the networks it could have been on, <laughs> the CW. That is what is most unexpected is that, hey, yeah, let's do Superman. And it's going to be on CW, not on HBO Max, not even on the defunct DC Universe app. No, it's going to be on the CW. And in retrospect, there should have been a hell of a lot more hype because honestly, I believe we have a winner here. The pilot was strong. I'm amazed and I'm surprised and completely shocked to this very minute of recording that the pilot episode was actually enjoyable to watch. Are you, are you just waiting to wake up, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you were making fun of me when I called you. I was like, oh, my God, dude, it's actually good. Uh, yeah, and you, before you watched it, you're like, oh, the S, does it stand for hope? Mike? It doesn't stand for hope. <laughs> you were mocking me because I, I don't think you believe look, me. Look, look, I am the producer of most of these fucking shows, and I'm jaded. <laughs> you're just bitter now. Yeah, we got burned. Like, we got burnt bad. Like, I went through struggle bus of seasons of Arrow. We quit Flash. We quit Supergirl. Why would I have the S on my chest? Yeah, you can only take so many times of people shitting in your Cheerios before you just stop ordering Cheerios. Well, yeah, especially when we get things, like you said, from the DC Universe that were stronger shows, better storytelling, uh, less political bullshit, and were more relevant to source material for DC. Um, And that's what 
as uh, you know, the one of the biggest DC nerds that we have on the network, that's what I want. I want you to tell me the stories that I grew up reading. I don't want you telling me that nine non-binary gay and bisexuals run rampant in Gotham. What does that have to do with the family? You know, the Bat family or even Gotham in general. Like you could tell tell me about seedy underbelly kind of type of things. Yeah, and there's always room for progressive thought. But it has to be done in an intelligent way. Yeah. Otherwise, your show runs the risk of just being a platform for a, activism. A bullhorn. Yeah. Just like Bob alluded to, I don't think any of us had faith in this series. Everyone, as Steve mentioned, everyone in the studio has been burned. And I feel like we just were prepared for another CW dumpster fire. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, for those that caught Stargirl and caught Swamp Thing on the CW, secret, those weren't CW shows. They were CW purchase shows. So just like when you watch certain things on Netflix that say Netflix original, guess what? Those were probably BBC shows that they bought or somewhere else or some other. Yeah, some other production studio. But in this case, this show had DC Universe still. I mean, I guess it still exists in some fashion. But if this was what a year or two ago and you would have launched this show on that that wouldn't have surprised yeah. me. I yeah. would have that would have made sense to decouple it from the CW, but for it to be launched on the CW when it's when DC Universe is kind of going away um, as it stands, yes, it, and HBO is replacing it. I would have thought this would have went to HBO. Yeah, you want a flagship, you know, you, like you said, the the Trinity. You put the Trinity on. You already had your Wonder Woman there. You put your Superman there. Batman's coming later. Yeah. Well, Bob, yeah. you mentioned Stargirl, and uh, yeah, we covered that show, you and I, and we enjoyed the hell out of it. And yes, it wasn't necessarily a CW production, but it turned a lot of heads. And because it was syndicated on the CW, I feel like there was a lot of expectations that were set. The bar was set. Do you really want something so high quality Things cinematic and professional like Stargirl and then, all right, business as usual with the rest of our garbage. No. And I feel like this is what they were trying to do or they were trying to prove themselves with Superman. Well, like, yeah. listen, this is part of the Trinity. This is Superman. He's top tier. Let's do this right. Well, you don't want to be outdone by your hot sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like bottom line is, is like that's the unfortunate. You don't want to be the ugly sibling in this relationship. And with Stargirl being like the last major thing that was released on CW, yeah, it might have been the pressure to make sure that we make this what it can be. And again, this is coming from a guy who likes three Superman stories. Total. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like. And you enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to be overly negative when it comes to the CW, but I feel like at this point, many of our listeners completely understand (laughs) where our negativity is coming from. Many times the DC shows on the CW have just become unwatchable. It's made it worse with the DC Universe and HBO Max because now we know what DC content can look on television. 100%. Like like you said, if you're going to tell a story that's controversial, go watch Watchmen. Watch how they did it. Right. It was completely different than anything we've seen on the the CW when, you know, uh, going after different topics that might be a little 
not risque, but you know, painful to to kind of cover. And and yeah, it, it's just the the well, CW hasn't handled it right by just grabbing whatever minority ball falls out of the bingo shoot and making them my character. Well, Watchmen that series touched upon a lot of social justice, social justice. and political things, and but did it with with utmost respect I, I felt given the subject matter and what they were doing it wasn't just a bullhorn to, to well, push it was an ex- agenda. It was executed properly. I yeah. mean like the problem that we see a lot in CW is like they just throw it out there without actually thinking of how to execute it properly and make it work yep. for their story. Yeah, but I don't think they... Because they're not thinking story yeah, first. They're, they're, not thinking, story they're thinking activism first. Yeah, and, agenda. And that's yeah. why uh, you know I know everyone... Like what you said, Mike, everyone in the room came into this with zero expectations. I came in with negative expectations because I, I was looking at it like this is Superman and I'm really tired of basically people, you know, I like Batman. I like Wonder Woman, but I think lately, especially the last couple of years, Superman's been kind of like this unsung. Well, he's just Superman. No, everyone poo-poos him. He's the Boy Scout. And in in all honesty, when it comes to DC Comics, Superman is one of the most important characters ever created, not just in DC Comics, but in comics in general. <laughs> in general, he's the he's the alpha. Yeah. He's the one that everyone came bef- after to emulate. And just like what you said, Bobby, you only read three Superman stories. No, I've read a lot of Superman stories. Yeah, I said yeah, there was lot. three that he liked. There's there's three that, that, that you liked, right? Yes. But it, Superman to me is one of those characters that you don't have to like any of all of his stories, but you can like the core concept. I of the think character. you have to be you have the the story or whatever it is that's being told. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily relate back to a specific source material that you love. Yeah. I think that helps. I think it's about what what kind of feeling or inspiration are you trying to invoke in the viewer or the reader? Um, that they take away from the character, the essence of the character, the essence of the character. That's because, what it's always been for me, at least. Yeah, because like Superman, when it, when people say the word Trinity, they've always made it sound like each each of those characters represented something that was bigger than themselves. Yeah, you know, Superman. He there's the, always this like this ideal of he is the bright future. Hope. He's the guy, the hope. <laughs> Well, I think especially for for those of us in our age bracket where we grew up with Christopher Reeves, Superman, you think Superman immediately your mind for most of us goes to him. Um, But in this case, you know, when when they introduced this version of Superman um, through the infinite... uh, crossover or whatever crisis on infinite earth crisis on, on shitty earth yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know I, I think we're all very cautious of what we were going to get and then he yeah. shows up and you're like wow he he looks great he looks, he great. looks like yeah. superman I yeah because you never watched those parts of supergirl when he first appeared no and well no well maybe i did but but regardless when he showed up on the scene you're like he, he has a presence to he has a presence, a presence he looks him. the part he he Which looks very great. important for a superman character yeah and he looks great in the suit the suit looked great and so you know you, then you're like okay this is cool but then he just disappears and you're like well, okay well i guess that's never happening again but it was nice while it lasted and so <laughs> to your point david i didn't come in with any expectations 
I wouldn't say I necessarily came in with major negative expectations, but just knowing what we've had to deal with in the past or what we've, we've seen happen in the past, past. it was like, oh, well, we're beating puppies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now let's make it a little more formal. I get the gist. I think our listeners get the gist that we, in, that we enjoyed it, but I want to make this more formal. I want to get your initial thoughts in a nutshell, Bob. Go ahead. You first. Uh, I believe that this could be a show that could turn around the CW um, in general Mm -hmm. uh, because there was so much done with it that was so perfect for me. Again, as a non-Superman dude, to watch it and be like, even to throw it to Ryan, who hates him way more than I do, to be like, you probably should watch this. That, that there's something there. And then he's probably like, fuck that. That's stupid. Well, stupid. I'm going to go buy a sword. <laughs> We're going to touch on this in a, a little bit later in the show about the Superman character and why so many struggle with that character. But one of the reasons why Ryan struggles with him as well as you, Bob, is because there's just not a lot of good relatable stories per se. There's not a lot of good stories pertaining to Superman. It's all about the story. If the story is good, then I don't foresee anyone really shitting on Superman. Well, yeah. It's just about the execution. And, and this, like, what they did so far, you see that there's something going on back in his hometown. And it's more of a Clark Kent story with some Superman there. And I think that's... Well, I don't want to jump ahead. I think that's where a lot of people get hung up when they think of Superman. And when I think of Superman, yes, I think of Christopher Reeve. Um but I don't think of Superman proper in his cape and in his blue tights. I think of Clark because yeah. at his core, that's who he is. Well, but it, but that's also what made Smallville successful for 10 years was yeah. we're not putting him in the fucking cape. Yeah. It, until like, I think the last like three shows. Yeah. Yeah. You but know, we'll put him in a red jacket and a blue shirt. Underneath. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're playing with colors. That's how it works. <laughs> right. right. Um, But that's what it made was the the farm boy story dealing with growing up and his pains and everything else. So for the same thing that always made me relate to Peter Parker as a kid um, also made me relate to Clark. Yeah. Uh, And I felt that Man of Steel did an impeccable job in that regard um, when Zack Snyder did that film, because here's a kid that's alienated, not just because he's an alien, but because he's different. He kind of is a little bit of an outcast, picked on, teased, just like Peter, constantly picked on. I was constantly picked on and teased. You still are. I still am by by you chuckleheads. (laughs) You should have just hit people with your dick. Yeah. (laughs) But, you you know, you, you relate to those kinds of characters that are a reflection of yourself right and and so or, or what you feel the superpowers is a reflection. of beaver yeah. well my superpower is my cock but yeah i know it's yeah. a beaver okay. tail let, let, we're losing ourselves here <laughs> but, but, steve but, give me your initial thoughts on so, this we got to move forward so 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 my thoughts are you know they, they grounded a story in in a reality that a lot of people can relate to and didn't focus on all the 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 superman elements that much yeah and they did it in such a, a great, clever way of doing something. I didn't expect them to do a family thing. They did a yeah. family thing, and it fucking worked. Which, in which a all of us way. groaned. Yeah. When we first found out it was yeah. going to be like a family oh, show, yeah. all of us in the studio were like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. We saw the family show happen with Black Lightning. And yeah. I, but I didn't know that that would be something that I cared about. Yeah. And then the way that they had this story constructed around the family and what the decisions they end up having to make and who's going to have powers, who's not going to have powers. And you're like, 
okay, this this is a real family dynamic that that would be hard to deal with. Yeah, and it's plausible. Yeah. All right, Dave, you go. Thirty seconds. I was very surprised. I I actually. After the first viewing, I actually found myself actually saying, this is by far my favorite DC show right now. I mean, and you know me, I love Doom Patrol. I love Swamp Thing. Yeah. Those shows were amazing. But this is a show that I was like saying, this is what we as comic book fans, especially super Superman fans, this is what you get, we needed. Right. As long as they don't shit the bed, right? As long as they don't shit the bed. Yeah. Because like... I I I hear people always complain that well he's not Christopher Reeves just like what you guys mentioned and stuff like that. I thought Tyler did a fantastic yeah. job portraying Superman. Yeah. And yeah. it's not about being Christopher Reeves, it's being Clark. It's just like what you guys said, it's being Clark, it's being Superman. He has to embody embody that. He has to have that charisma. And he did it. And he did it. Yeah. And I'm really psyched to see what he can do as the main as the main lead. I think he can carry it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, now I'm I am most people know this. I am a big Superman guy. I like the character, but as I said at the top of the show, when this was announced, based on the CW's track record, I had zero expectations. I just assumed it would be more the same, and I couldn't have been more wrong. And what we were given was something that worked for me on multiple levels. And many of those things were mentioned. Steve mentioned a few. David mentioned a few. And Bobby mentioned a few. Number one, the cinematic tone and the motifs. Dropping the typical CW tropes. That was the biggest win for me. Dropping those typical CW go-to tropes and going with a more grounded, serious, and mature themes pertaining to family and fatherhood which is all very relatable. People say all the time that making a Superman movie is hard because how do you make a character like Kal-El relatable? Well, the direction they took in the pilot is a perfect example of being able to create something for this character that is relatable. To see a man that is all-powerful and unstoppable struggle because he wants to be a good father and husband but feels like he's failing, the idea of having to choose between the world or the ones that he loves intimately like family that's relatable i I don't understand that argument either because even Zack snyder was able to do it yeah i know i'm just quoting things that i hear all the time from superman many people are you're right you're right though because that is the that has been the core argument why everyone feels superman is boring why because he can do anything He's Superman. Right. And that's why this worked for me, this pilot, because they took it a different direction. Yes, he can lift up ice from the ocean that he made, carrying it into a fucking nuclear reactor. Still, he dude, that do, was epic. It was awesome. He could do everything. He could do anything. However, how are we going to nuance this guy? How are we going to really get inside? Well, let's do something we haven't seen before. Kill his mom. Kill, which again, that's a plus in my opinion. Let's get away from the things we've seen before with Superman and let's get into things we haven't seen before. The chosen time frame in Superman's life Mm -hmm. that they chose to explore over the years, producers, directors have delved into his life on Smallville 
You know, we get the origin stories, coming of age stories, life as a younger Superman who's trying to figure it out. And we only get so far. It's so frustrating. We only get so far before either the show is over or there's a reboot or some other show ends. With Superman and Lois, we've started mid-story. We joined a story in progress. I I was worried about that, though, Mike, because that whole intro when we were retelling the same thing that we've seen a million times, but they did it so quickly and so condensed Mm -hmm. and then dropped you right in the middle. I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. What time is this? (laughs) Where is this taking place? He was even texting Bob like, when does this happen in in this CW universe? And I think that that was that was a brilliant way of actually separating yourself and getting the audience to say, don't think of what's going on outside. Zero in on it's it just me this. To. It's yeah. just about this series. Focus on the character of Superman. And that's why I don't think we're going to have any other CW funk interfering with this show. I, and I'm talking about crossovers not. because obviously we moved through time. We we moved, what, 14 years into the future, roughly? Yeah, 14. Yeah. So we're not going to have that funk. But yes, I I was hesitant at first when those within those opening seconds, because typically I don't like when we skip through the history of a character because, you know, we can lose vital characterization, but I feel like with Superman, it's okay because most of the world understands the character. I mean, we, we've already seen chapter one of his life growing up in Smallville. We've already seen chapter two, learning to be Superman. Chapter three, meeting Lois and having a family. We've seen that chapter four, this is where we're at now, and that's why I liked it. It's the aftermath of the first half of his life, and we get to see how he's dealing with everything and the choices he's made and how he will move forward. Lying to his kids. We, we all <laughs> lie to our kids. <laughs> it's true. I mean, but you're, that's why it's relatable to a lot of things. We're not going to tell our kids everything about our lives unless we know that they can handle it. Yeah, yeah. It, that's just the way it goes. Easter you know? Bunny's real. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> Dad's Superman. Jesus is real. God is real. Okay. Yeah. Have the fear of God in them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's just, it's 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 what you do. I mean, I, I try to protect my daughter from the world because the world sucks. She can find that on her own when she's older. She's eight. Yeah. And the whole the whole concept the whole concept of actually keeping a secret from your children has been done so many times in television. And this is a hard one. It's it's a, it, it's a very diffi- It's a very easy concept to screw but, up. But here, but they I actually liked, did it. But I liked well. how they did it too because as soon as they start questioning and he pulls off his glasses, I even turn to Nicole and I'm like, the, again with the glasses, <laughs> like you don't you can't see that he's Superman when he takes his glasses off. Give me a break, and then. They did that. It, it was so clever. And then to have him pick up the car because he walked the over truck. There, I go, or, I go oh, yeah, man, he's going to pick up cool. the truck. And then he does. And then I, and I go, now watch, he's got to fly. And then sure as shit, he picks it up and flies. I'm like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and I like the fact that the way the the kid the 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 sons reacted, it was organic. It was. Yeah. It felt like yeah, this is an honest reaction. Well, that we uh, they okay. also cast some good kids. Okay. Right. Can Dude. I can I ask you guys something? Yeah. So when they did the the like kind of the montage roll up scene, did you expect the kids to have power because the kid threw the ball through the rope? So I pointed that out to Nicole, and the one who threw it through the rope was it was a misdirection, at least so far. It could have just been a weak ass rope, and he just got lucky and had good aim. But they lead you to believe that he's the one who's going to have the powers, it. or maybe he has super like super strength, and then the other kid turns out he has the weirder powers. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I, I just say threw me off a bit when I was like, wait a minute, like. Yeah, well, it's misdirection. It's misdirection. It was misdirection. And I'm sure eventually down the road, if the show continues on, I'm sure all of them will have power eventually. But let's take our time because that's I know that's one of my biggest pit or Bob, you know, that's one of my biggest pet peeves yeah, is don't, that don't heroes the show. Everyone is a hero. Everyone has powers. I think it's more interesting just to give again, they even mentioned it, the dynamic of like, oh, what if one of you has them and the other one doesn't? That's going to create jealousy at times. Yeah. And it was but interesting. But if you're the good looking one and the other one gets no, powers, he's gonna, are you okay? Well, he's a good looking one, but he's not the one pulling the tail like the other one might be pulling. He, he, had, some, well, the, he yeah. had some webcam girl on. Okay, okay. But Dad, I think uh, Dad this is OnlyFans. Can you please? <laughs> I'm, pay, I'm, paying, I'm, I'm paying like paying. a lot of for this right now. Go away. I think it's more interesting though that you give the powers to the one that's dealing with with, with the social health. issues. Well, yeah, the but, mental health issues. But that makes sense because if you remember Man of Steel when they had to pull Clark out of the thing that he was dealing with the things in his head. Yes. And so you put like a natural like ADHD spin on it of like why can't I focus? Well, because you saw that with Superman. He had that the, those moments where he could hear the he certain He could hear things, everything. He could see through shit. But he shit. could focus on the like I'm talking like current superman to where you know he was up in the sky and he right. could focus on certain things so you explain that his learning disabilities are just the powers that are coming in and him not understanding how to control it and so it, it was a smart thing to kind of mm-hmm. go that route yeah and and also even going the flip side of that I thought it was actually a genius move turning the brother who doesn't have powers who is super popular super athletic and we at first you think he has all the powers and then instead when you take a look at the episode he's kind of like the moral compass for his brother he's the he one is. that keeps him in line and basically i hey, love their relationship I, yeah I, he's, he's like even though they're twins he's the older brother he's the one that the By minutes probably the, the the one looks up to and says yeah. what do i do and he takes care of the younger and one he takes or- care of the younger one yeah he picks on him but what sibling doesn't do that I mean, that's the thing that I was really impressed with was like the way they portrayed the siblings. It was good. It was really even good. when she tells uh, when Lois tells him to go out and to apologize to to his brother. That's what would happen. I mean, I don't know. I'm an only child, but that's what would happen. I would assume. I sound very sad. <laughs> <laughs> All I had was my dick to console me. I truly am the last son of Krypton. <laughs> Yeah, so ultimately... The his bi- dick grew in the sun. His dick grew in the sun. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me there. What is that noise? I don't know. Here, uh, g- give me a second here. I was on. about to freaking message you. I could hear the static. So ultimately, the big winner here are the showrunners because they took this series in unexpected territory. Uh, and for the series to work, for a Superman series to work like this, it needed to be something different. I thought for sure there were going to be elements that was going to make us hate the series as you guys had touched on with the, with the boys Um, Lois. I'm not a fan of that actress. However, I don't know what they did with her differently in the pilot, but she sold me on being Lois Lane. They aged her. Aged her. Is that what it is? Well, think about it. If you're dealing with somebody that we kind of assumed was, you know, late twenties, early thirties, yeah. you know, and then now we're dealing with a, a, a mother of two 14 year old twins. Yeah. That's, you know, mid forties. 
She she didn't act the same way that that she did in in the CW. She the acted other way shows. more like motherly. Yeah, and like it, like I said, it could have been. Well, I like that she was. I don't want to say supportive because that would be not what she was. I like that she was actually the strong one of the family. Yeah, which is very fitting for Lois Lane. Lois Lane is an alpha. She's always mm-hmm. been. And that's the reason why she's annoying sometimes to a lot of people, (laughs) because she's very overbearing. The character is very overbearing and they managed to. I want to say dull the edges a bit and make her a little more likable without losing what makes Lois Lois. Well, it helped that basically her playing the opposite of Tyler was really well done in the episode because like Tyler played his Superman has kind of like this timid streak. He's not an alpha. When he's Superman, he's an alpha. But when he's Clark Kent, he's very he's very unsure of himself. He's trying to always watch his step. And I think that's the point of the pilot as well, that he's unsure of this life. He was preparing his entire life to be Superman. He wasn't preparing his entire life to be a father. Yeah. And now he finds himself failing, at least in his mind. I'm not saying he's... That's what they're trying to say necessarily, that he is failing, but there are problems there within the family. Oh, divorce town for sure. There are definitely problems there, and that's another reason why this pilot worked for me and the direction they're going because it isn't just Superman, here I am, I'm awesome, I saved the day, I have no problems. They're They're grounding the show in a way that I feel a lot of CW shows try to do, they try to bring that family dynamic. And what happens is the show is hijacked into a lot of teen angst. It becomes very unrealistic. Uh, whereas here we have very real scenarios that pretty much anyone can connect to and relate. Every character that they introduced, whether it was um, the, the girl from the small, you know, Lana's daughter, yeah. um, Lana herself, uh, her husband, her husband creeping on. Why on is Clark? Lana Lane's husband slash boyfriend always a douche? Was he that way in the comic books? Oh, he he's been. That I don't way. remember. He's been that way. But the thing that I thought was genius about this portrayal of Lana's husband and this go around, tying it in with the fact that his job was a fireman, and then basically that scene where the yep. daughter is explaining that when the dad comes in and says he sees the the really bad stuff. Everyone has a point. That has show. That, yes. that no one else talks about. And he he's the one that constantly sees it day in, day out. It wears him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like going, thank you. He's not just a douche just to be he, a douche. He wasn't. It, he, he, it came off as douchey because he was creeping on the Facebook stock and Clark. But but he, he saves the kids, you yeah. know, as well. Like, it, yeah. you know. He can be antagon- antagonistic towards clark and still be a good guy yeah that's another element that i liked he was a dildo in superman 3 the guy that played him in that the same guy that was played the dick weed the guy that got drunk with gus gorman because he needed two keys at the same time (laughs) 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 all right so you get the idea that berlanti and helbing are well aware that the arrowverse is nearing its expiration it might even be dead already who knows no one's checked their vitals. <laughs> you only have to look at the embarrassing ratings for proof. I mean, the CW doesn't have an audience anymore. They have Twitter. That's what they have. They, they have a Twitter audience. They don't really have a real audience. So in a lot of ways, this feels 
this episode of Superman and Lois in the direction they're going feels like they are attempting a soft reboot. Oh, 100%. I sent Bobby an article where they were talking about it with uh, the the writer. It was a writer, right? Yeah, Helbing. Yeah. And saying that they decoupled it entirely once Infinite Earth or whatever the fuck they called mm-hmm. it. it. It's it's This is its own thing. Now, what would be interesting to me is if they tested it out on the CW and then just did a pivot and was like, fuck it, we're putting it over on HBO Max. <clears throat> that ain't going to happen. I, I, I hope that would happen before them canceling it. If the, if, you know, if it came down to those two options, put it on HBO uh, Max and pump money into the, it. The, the way that they're going, this, this show will get five seasons just based off the name. I hope so. Yeah, just based, based off name. I mean, listen, they needed to do something different. When all else fails, fresh tactics, right? And that's, Seems to be the case with Superman and Lois. There was no insulting, heavy-handed political commentary. There was no self-indulgent agenda pushes. Thank God. There was just a clear, concise focus on plot and telling a story that most of us can connect with. Well, you're right. Like there wasn't, but there was. It was like corporate and bank greed. Yeah. And, and it was subtle. It was built into Lois's story. And also it was on par with what we know of Lois. This is exactly what type of this is the, the exact type of scenario Lois would be involved in with uncovering yep. corrupt corruption at its highest level. So they picked the right agenda to go after in order to fit the show. It wasn't like, all right, well, what can we cover this week? Well, you know, black people, Mexicans, gays, bullshit. Uh, let's, HUD just, loans. let's just throw it all in at, well, what does it mean for the story? It doesn't need to matter for the story. It just needs to be stated. No, this mattered because yeah. it was whether you could buy back the farm or take the money and run and, you know, get 2,100 bucks an acre or whatever it was, which ain't a bad deal. I mean, yeah. Now, <laughs> Steve, you'd mentioned that, that interview with the with the showrunner, the yeah, writer, and yeah. he he's pretty much stated, and I'm going to paraphrase here, uh, the the biggest reason why the villain of the story is not John Cryer's Lex, right, right, but we have this mysterious man known as Captain Luther. Well, Kel, Helbing said, even though they love Cryer's portrayal, it didn't quite fit what they had planned mm-hmm. or the direction they wanted to take the series mm-hmm. in the way of tone. And again, the more grounded approach. He's all but saying this is a soft reboot. Yeah, and this is a different universe. Yeah. Well, and and I think that's the fact that you're going with like the Zack Snyder, I'm going to call it, look, Man of Steel look. Differentiated it. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, you got to have a different Luther. If you were going to go with the Donner, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman, (laughs) you can bring in John Cryer. Yeah, because, because it, it would fit, fit that kind of universe. To or me. Kevin it, it would, Spacey. It would fit that aesthetic. Kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Spacey would take the job at this moment. <laughs> He's like, like oh, wait, I can't go. There's two little boys. That <laughs> oh. wasn't, wasn't a kid toucher, was he? Yes, he was. Yes. Oh, I thought yeah. he like, touched everyone. No, <laughs> no it was boys. It was 16-year-old boys. Yeah. And, All right. Allegedly. Allegedly. If, yes. Allegedly. He never touched me. All right. Let's go to a break. We'll be right back. Would you care to step outside? Free. 
Free stuff is awesome. But free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. All right, welcome back, everyone, to DC on RMD, the Superman and Lois edition. All right, so the press relating to the mysterious character known as Captain Luther describes him as a mysterious visitor hell-bent on proving to the world that it no longer needs Superman. Sounds about right. What what press is this? The real press in real life or the press in... No, 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 no. the PR for Superman and Lois. I, it, it it works for Alex. It, it, it I, I'll I'll go on the record. Um, the scene that took took Superman off the planet while they were battling it out in space. That whole aspect in the dialogue was the only minor ounce of cheese in the entire episode for me. Yeah. The dialogue was flimsy at best, and and the way it was acted was a little over the top. But I turned to Nicole. I was like, "That's Luther. Like, I don't need a playbook to tell. Like, that's him. I know he has a mech suit. Come on." Yeah, when you take a look at like the aesthetic of that character, yeah. when it gets you automatically as a fan go, "That has to be Lex. It has to be Lex." And he has kryptonite. Like all the puzzle pieces were there. That was the only piece for me that felt a little cheesy. Yeah, I know. I agree. The visual effects were a little I shaky. I didn't really mind that. It was just like the it scene was the, It was the execution of the... the, the there was a close-up of Lex in that, you know, the suit mm-hmm. when he, after he stabbed mm-hmm. Superman. And it was a weird, like, background. It was it was a little off. But I, I do agree that overall scene was a little rough. But listen, it, when we're, you know, 60 minutes into a... Right. A pilot that is well written. I'm going to give you some passes when it comes to, you know, maybe some not so great visual effects or even some poor dialogue because overall it was it was pretty damn good. But let's talk speculation. Is it pretty clear that Captain Luther is from another Earth, uh, possibly having to do with with the crisis? Or do you think they're running from that entire crossover? I think they're running from the crossover based on what I was reading. It could very well be that this version of Clark that we're seeing has never encountered Lex ever before. Because Captain Luther said he knew him and they're very familiar. You and I are very familiar. Hmm. And my world has been destroyed. I believe those were the two things oh. he said. Yeah, And that's what that, that was the thing that kind of tipped me off and said, Okay, they can go the easy route and make it Lex. Just make it Lex Luthor. That's fine. Or once he said, once he said my world was destroyed, I was automatically thinking, 
It's not Lex. It's probably Alexander Luthor. Because Alexander oh. Luthor, his Earth, which was Earth 3, was destroyed. Well, such a and, nerd. And you're such a nerd. <laughs> Thank but you. Maybe this... Maybe Actually, this, I think it's Alexander Luthor. But, nah, but, nah. but that's 3.5. That's the thing. If you... It gives them that opportunity, if they want, for some strange reason, to keep this in the CW. Yeah. Well, and to cri- still tie yeah. it in. And right? crisis allows and for crisis that. Crisis allows for it. But here, here was the thing. And correct me if I'm wrong. This version of Lex is black, is he not? Did I? Did I just imagine? You imagined that? a black man. I, Dude, it, it was he's a, a really, black man. Okay. Black it was man. just a shadow. That, see, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> was like, is this really just a dark scene? No, it's but, a black man. Okay. No, no, it's a dark man. Well, so he has you really to be, think that was a dark scene, Steve, or you just didn't I, want to say he's no, black. no, no, no. I really watched it with the. Sh- it was in the middle of the day when I watched it. With, I was texting Bobby, and so I had to shut my blinds, or else I get a glare you on the TV. You can still see the skin tone of people, Steve. <laughs> I get a glare on the TV, and it washes out black people. <laughs> I, with the shade closed, it's like a brownish hue that gets cast. Yes, because that's in the real mid, color tone of, of African Americans. Oh They're not actually god. black. <laughs> oh my god! You know what Jesus. I mean. <laughs> Regardless, so, regardless, this Aryan no, uh, host of ours will uh, never uh, be on the show. Wow! I, I just want to continue to hear about the hue of the black man. <laughs> Unfortunately, Steve, you walked right in. I'm not. I'm not. He wasn't like Samuel L. Black, but there was like a. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Wow! Is there like a Home Depot shade of black thing oh, you have? Jeez, you know what no, I there, mean? There's a latte black. There's a latte. There's Do you a have mocha? a swatch in your pocket you'd like to show us? No, to give that's some examples? Family Guy. That's Family Guy that pulled that. No, it's just, anyways, I, I, I wanted to verify that I didn't imagine, because they never showed his face. They just showed the back of his head, and it was like, it could have been a, a, a darker like to see shadow. His ID? I mean, just oh, to, my God. Does he have that papers? No. <laughs> just want to verify you're allowed to be here, sir. On this space station that you own. <laughs> God. I'm just giving you shit. Uh, clearly. <laughs> Steve called nine one one on him. <laughs> there's a oh there's a black God. guy on my screen. I don't, I don't know. What, <laughs> what? Uh, uh, please screen. help me. I, I think a black guy took the Mars rover over. <laughs> Mars rover <laughs> over. <laughs> wow. I mean, so the second cheese ball to get back on the on, yeah. on the, th- the second cheese ball aspect is related to the first one in that his costume looks like the Doom guy. Yeah, I heard that a lot. It, it kind of did. It did, and but, it's one of that's one that's one of my things that I was like going. I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of like the costume. But were we going to put him in the white and the purple? Yeah, we've uh, already seen that. He could have been better. <laughs> we have time, or I mean, or the green is, one. This is just a pilot. It'll be inter- interesting to see where they go from here. I mean, the story is set. We kind of get the general idea where the series is going. And when in regards to Captain Luther, it seems pretty clear as well. And that makes me think we're in for some curveballs because they can't possibly give up the goods within the last few seconds of the pilot and expect us to just be like, yeah, okay, that's that's it. There's going to be some more twists and turns with some bigger reveals. No doubt. That was the thing I really liked about particularly this pilot was the fact that they set up a lot of mystery and a lot of questions that we, as the, particularly when I watched it, I started thinking to myself is like, okay, if it is Lex, so Clark didn't re- recognize it. No, he didn't. So he, he didn't. You would think Clark would have recognized him, especially if, if 14 years have passed, you have to think that basically 
battles with him and Lex must have happened, or at least some battles. A-Lex. Yeah, A-Lex must have happened. But but I I wonder, um, was it necessary to put that at the end of the episode to hook people? Or could you have gotten away with not introducing Lex and there was enough stuff going on already that is very interesting and very curious? Did you need to show that card so soon? That's a valid question. And I really think it could go either direction. Personally, as someone who enjoys television and I'm actually very patient for things to, to unravel, as long as your episodes are written well, I'm willing to wait for answers. So, yes, Steve, I think for me it would have worked. However, I think from a network standpoint and for cre- the purposes of creating hype, it ended the way they probably had do you think, hoped it would. Do you think a lot of people were posting blogs about Captain yeah. Luther? That's what I was going to ask. Do you yeah. think it was to plant those seeds yeah. to get to get the rumor mill going yeah. or, and also to get people talking about, well, this happened in crisis. Is this connected? Is it not connected? I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it played it's water in their cooler favor. talk. It's it, for the purposes of talk, just yeah. getting people to talk on social media. And if you Google Superman and Lois, the articles that pop up the most are about Captain Luther. Who is this mysterious Luther? So it did work. They went with that type of mm. To me, that's play because of what it is doing. Well, yeah, show for it, me, it's the least interesting of what I saw in the episode. But that's I just agree. Me. No, I agree. I one hundred percent agree. All right. So the critical response. This should allow all of us to rest easy, knowing that the show's probably not going to go anywhere. It's not going to get canceled. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, the series has an approval rating of eighty-five percent so far, with an average rating of seven point eight nine. Generally, people are enjoying it. Ratings-wise, I believe it what hit 1.7 million for Tuesday night. It was the highest Tuesday night in two years for CW. For CW, yeah. So 1.7 million. That's that's good. But I've got to think, based on the critical response, I don't think the ratings will be dropping. I think we're going to see them increase due to positive buzz and word of mouth. Yeah, I would like to see what the plus seven numbers are. Yeah, and. You know, see what the streaming comes up with, um, because just like most of the CW shows, if I didn't cover it, and then probably if I didn't like tell you guys it was coming, it would have been fuck. Superman came out last week, <laughs> yeah, because they don't do a good job of promoting. They don't. I, mean, I don't. forgot that it was coming at all until you guys mentioned it last like, week. I, I, you would like I would have other than the actors that I follow from the the CW. There was like no promotion. You would think that DC Comics and everybody would be pushing the promotion. I know. Jim Lee, I don't think he posted anything and and I follow him and he's he's a Superman artist of recent years and I f- follow Melissa, she didn't post anything. She did late, I think. Okay. She's protesting. <laughs> what about my show? Yeah, I know I agree. There was no promotion. It did make me scratch my head wondering you know what the fuck happened they dropped the ball on promotion and that's why i feel like the ratings are just going to go up because not only are people going to realize it came out but also there is a lot of positive buzz and i'm tapped in within the dc circles uh within social media because of the shows and i have not seen any negativity amongst the fans i don't know how you could 
Yeah. No, it's it's so good. A lot of people are just amazed at how well produced it was and acted. And then when it goes to HBO Max sometime in the summer, it's just going to blow the fuck oh, up. Oh, it, it does go to HBO Max. Yeah. That's all, what all the shows do. Okay. Yeah. I think once it gets there and you have that wider, more arguably probably yes. more adult audience that then subscribes. It'll It'll explode and people will be like, wow, this has been a thing. It'll be the inverse of what people were yes. seeing with Swamp <laughs> thing. thing. Thank you for HBO Max followers that just found our show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Six months later. All right. So let's move into final thoughts. David, why don't you take us there first? Plus, give us your RMD score. Uh, kicking off with my RMD score, I, I actually gave this episode for a pilot a 90. It's a really good, strong opening for a series. I'm like, I'm still hesitant, but that's just as we spoke about at the very beginning. That's just because when you have crap, all your, all your, all your viewing and suddenly you get like a gold, a piece of gold, you think that that gold is just some, you know, gold wrap shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> Our hearts gold. have been broken yeah. before. So we're, we're ready. Uh, we're me, ready for that bitch to cheat on us again. For me, <laughs> I have my expectations going bigger and bigger for this series just because we're dealing with a major icon for DC. They have to do this right. They, I mean, they just got to, they can't fumble the ball like what they've done with the other characters because that can still, that what you can damage control screwing up Superman. We fuck up Superman. Yeah. We've seen what happens when you screw up a major icon there's major backlash. I mean, yes, I'm sure that if we took a poll around the room, if they fucked us about, up, David, I'm storming the Capitol. Yeah. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> if, if, but that's the thing. That's how important that character exactly. is. <laughs> Dave, it's funny because you sound exactly like me before I pushed play to watch the episode. I'm like, this has to be good. This, this has is, to be, this good. is Superman. Yeah. They can't fuck this up. This, this has to be good. And, and that's what, that's where I'm at now. I was actually in the very beginning, basically saying this is going to be hor- horrible. I could see like suddenly like teen drama happening with the sons uh, and everything. Thank God. It and I, and when, when they got there throughout the episode, I was very impressed how they treated it yeah. because it didn't turn into CW teen drama it was organic and it felt natural how all the actors reacted with the characters. You know what really made it um, that that point that you just made? Uh, just go into your thoughts as well, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to. Okay. Well, <laughs> what really highlighted what you just said, David, was because I watched it on CW streaming, um, all the commercial breaks, which there was a ton. And so you see all these commercials for other CW shows and you're just like one cheese ball thing after, after another, another. And then it comes back to this one. And I'm like, is this the same network? Because for me, I gave it a 92 and I told Bob, I go, I already know my score. Dang. And the reason I'm giving it Good such you. high marks is because as much as that little cheese ball moment with, with the captain Luther, if I, if I forget about that for a minute, the, the casting on this was absolutely remarkable. Every single person knocked it out of the park that was cast for their role. The two boys, the, the older one, air quotes older, because he's probably just minutes older, looks enough like Tyler that he could potentially be his son. They're not related, but they, they cast them so well to, to look the part. And same with the other one. He looks like he could really be Lois's son. And they're both really great on screen. The chemistry between all of the actors on screen, you felt it. You felt it as a viewer. Um, the emotional moments when 
when Clark comes in to see his mother. Oh, dude, uh, that broke my heart. Even every time you see, you know, Pa Kent die, you you're like fuck but when you see ma can't die you're like double fuck right i mean it's just it was an impactful moment and in the first you know as as much as i don't want to see a rehash of any character's origin they did it in a, a beautifully compressed time time frame and then took you into like the first five minutes you see an iconic cover come yeah. to life <laughs> what he stops the green car yeah and, awesome. and, and not just the car the, the costume it was just like oh my god this is literally touching all the feel points that you could possibly want and then the musical score oh. which bob and i we were talking about it too the, yeah. the, the score was just uh, it's so good uh, yeah just to add on to that too is like i honestly think that out of all the cw shows this one felt the most cinematic Oh, without sure. a doubt, yeah. The color grading was purposely done to tie in. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Bob. It, yeah, and I'll, I'm going to give it a 90, which is super high for, like, again, a guy who is not on the <laughs> Superman train. But, um... You said a 90? Yeah. But but you, you guys are right. It, it it didn't feel like a typical, like, CW cheeseball show. Um, and a lot of it had to do with, like you said, the filters on the cameras, the way it was shot, the music. It, it touched the feels, like you said, and 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 reference things that you should, you know, people should recognize. And if you don't, it, it's fine. It just worked in the story. It wasn't like a thing to do to do it. It was a way to tell the story. But you know, pay you know some homage to like your your uh, your source material. Yeah. You know, and I I actually look forward to it and, and the way that they made Superman relatable and like as a father, I, I could see some of the things that he's going with traveling for work and having to be there for your kid. But my work comes and dealing with all that shit. I mean, it, it was a weird like oh, it's weird to say, but they made Superman relatable to a dude who's never really related to Superman. Yeah. All right. I give this a 91 percent. There wasn't a moment where I tuned out, where I wanted to open up my phone and start writing notes so I can start shit talking, you know, Mm -hmm. so I can prepare my shit talking speech for our discussion. It was just my eyes on the screen until it ended. And then the next day I watched it again and I enjoyed it even more. It is it is such a great pilot it was well written. It felt not just cinematic, but it felt like it was written like a movie, hit all the beats. The commercials didn't mess up the flow. It just worked. Everything just fell into place in in such a way that I just did not expect to enjoy the show. In fact, I want to say this pilot made me excited for next week. And I have not watched a weekly show for a very long time where I was actually anticipating and excited, not just, hey, that's a good show. I'm going to make sure I check it out next week. No, I am actually looking forward to Tuesday night to watch the second episode. And that has not been a thing for me in a very long time. 91%, which gives us a network score of 90.75. So we'll just round it up to 91%. That's a good fucking score. Have, have, have we had I think any we first I don't episodes on the CW? 
on the CW. No, I don't think so. Watchmen was pretty high. Yeah, Watchmen, I think, from what I remember. Doom Patrol, Titans, all those shows, yes. We didn't do scores for Swamp Thing, did we? I can't remember. I don't think so. But but again, for CW, I don't think we've ever had these kind of marks. No, you, you could add two episodes together and not get to a <laughs> <laughs> We had a lot of 50s. I think you could add like three episodes together. Yeah, we had a lot of 50s there at the end. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this does bring us to the end. I want to thank everyone for listening. Be sure to find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Just search DC and RMD. I am Michael Flores, your host. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yep. Thank you, David. Thank you. Who are you, bitches? Mother of God, would you look at the time when you came here? You had an hour.